Yo, 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 and welcome in to the Fantasy Addicts podcast. Today you have Joel, and I'd like to welcome you in to the heavily anticipated very first edition of my weekly solo pod. Generally, we'll be talking about DraftKings lineups, um, in particular like cash teams, 50-50s and head-to-heads, um, weekly bets, um, game lines, prop picks, uh, hopefully not too many rants of awful beats, and but hopefully many, you know, many rants of um, great victories and, um, you know, what led us to cash our winning bets and how we got there. Um, before I start today, better plug the socials or Frank and Andrew will get mad. Uh, first of all, follow us on Twitter at the FB Addicts and on Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts. Um, not sure why they're not the same guys, but anyway, uh, it is what it is. So yeah, give them a follow on both of those. Um, Today, I, you know, this morning, I was listening to the Fantasy Addicts podcast, uh, as you all should, um, on this Monday, you know, had the luxury of the day off, um, just taking my dog for a walk, you know, man's best friend, uh, my humble greyhound, um, and yeah, unlike, you know, the corporate workhorses we have at the Fantasy Addicts, Frank and Charlene, um, you know, I was listening to them talk on the podcast. Um, also, was listening to Burjo and Andrew talk as well on our all-in players with a Z. Um, and it got me thinking. Uh, got me thinking. Um, yes, all these players are good, but I think what we have failed to talk about this off-season is the way to get all these awesome players on the one team and how the best way to do that is. Um, and, you know, as I was walking, I thought I would, you know, hop on the pod a week earlier than planned pre-week one and get that out to the people, um, you know, maybe like an all-in draft. Can't really put a Z on the end of it, but, you know, I want to help people win their league. I think we've consumed enough content to be able to nail it, nail our drafts, and, you know, get the players we want in the order we want them to help dominate our leagues. Speaking of leagues, um, Frank this morning was participating in a league of the Big Dog Bash. Um, You know, we're proud of you, Frank. Um, You go get them. We want you to be the biggest dog at the Big the biggest dog at the bowl for the big dog bash. Be great for the pod. We're rooting for you all the way. Got Kyler Murray and Joe Burrow on that team. So, you know, could be a good season for you, Frank. You're a bit, you know, weak at the other spots, but you've smashed the quarterback position. And, you know, everyone here at the Fantasy Addicts is uh, rooting for you all the way. We know you can do it. Um... That'll lead us in to what I wanted to talk about today. And and that is, um, you know, how to attract our drafts. Um, I have a draft coming up, got invited to this Australian NFL content team league, um, 10, 10 man league, not quite, you know, the full 12 man league. Um, but I think I'm ready for it. And I want to talk about, you know, my process and how I'm attacking it, which, you know, 
I hope to be the optimal and I did want to share that with the audience. Um, getting straight into it, round one. Um, I don't know my position. I presume most people don't know their position before they start um, the process. Um, if you do have the ability to choose, choose pick one, take Christian McCaffrey, get the best player in fantasy. He stays healthy, you know you win that's what happens when christian mccaffrey plays he scores a lot of points um however there are three main people that you know i will be looking to attack in round one and they are running backs um i'm still the believer that running backs are the cornerstone of a fantasy team um there just isn't the volume of running backs to continue to draft in the middle rounds that are good enough to play um you, you know, the dead zone, everyone talks about it. And it is a real thing as much as, you know, zero RB truthers want to be, you know, want to be different. Um, I just think playing with a straight bat is the way to do it. So in the first round, the three running backs I'm looking at, obviously Christian McCaffrey, if you are lucky enough to have an early pick, if you have a pick in those middle round, a middle, middle sort of area, uh, Dalvin Cook is who I'm looking at this year. And if you have a late round pick, um, might have fallen a bit out of favor, but Najee Harris, just absolute volume play. And he's good. Steelers always use the workhorse back and that's their guy. Round two, I'm doing the same. I'm still going running back. Um, obviously, the receivers in round two are good, just like the wide receivers in round one. You're obviously you know, passing on Cooper Cup, Jefferson, Diggs, Chase. Um, you have to do it though, as we will talk about later on in these middle rounds. Um, the three running backs, again, I'm looking at if you have an early pick and you can pair, you know, with your late running back, you can pair like DeAndre Swift or Saquon Barkley, count me in, um, in the middle, Aaron Jones, and at the end, Javante Williams. That's how I want to start with two running backs. We get to the third round and this is where we start the wide receiver run you do have an early third round pick though and Leonard Fournette does fall to you in that range I don't hate going triple running back just straight off the rip um, however if he is gone um, the three players I'm looking at in this range are Mike Evans um, T Higgins and Mike Williams, um, they would be the main three. Um, obviously, all good players. Um, happy for them to be my wide receiver one. Does not bother me at all. Really don't think I lose as much as having them as my wide receiver one if I have my running backs established, as I do with a team that attacks a wide receiver early and is left with their running back two being you know, in that dead zone that we talked about earlier. Um, again, round four, um, you know, that range of Allen Robinson, um, Cortland Sutton. Yeah, again, just happy to have them. If I was to take a running back in round four, um, Travis Etienne would be my guy. Um, I think he has the upside to be in that elite tier of running backs, you know, in the first two rounds. Um, risky pick, um, but... You know, if you want to take like a tight end early, which I'm not about, 
I can see Travis Etienne being, you know, having the upside to reach the potential um, of being, you know, a top 10 running back. But, you know, all those other running backs count me out. James Connor, um, Zeke Elliott, Brees Hall. Just don't think the volume will be there for Brees Hall. And I don't think the other two are, you know, talented enough at this stage of their career to sustain running back one numbers. Um, in round five, again, um, the only running backs that I'm looking at here are AJ Dillon or the man himself um, might be running back one soon, Damian Pierce. Um, other than that, and those two are there. I'm happy enough to take them, but the running, the wide receivers here, um, Jerry Judy, Gabe Davis, um, you know, keep, keep giving me the wide receivers like, they're so much better than the other running backs in this range. Um, again, round six, um, Darnell Mooney, Bateman, Elijah Moore, all, again, better than the running backs in that area. And in round seven, um, Brandon Ayuk and Christian Kirk would be my two favourite. I think they both have the upside with, you know, two up-and-coming quarterbacks to reach, you know, potential um, of being, you know, top 15 wide receivers. Um, and, you know, in this middle range of, you know, rounds four through seven wide receivers, which is what, like, I'm looking to do in my drafts, obviously with the exception of a few players, um, it may seem like a safe pick, which they are, but you also get tremendous upside with these round wide, like with this range of wide receivers. Um, obviously last year, Cooper Cup was like a round five wide receiver. Um, Jamar Chase, the same. Um, you know, these guys are safe and you also get to pair them with the best running backs you can get in fantasy. And the upside you have by taking like a Jerry Judy or an Allen Robinson or a Gabe Davis or, or a Mooney or Bateman or whoever it may be, like you could pair a lot of those players up. Um I think that's the best way to do it rather than, you know, getting a wide receiver or a tight end early uh, and pairing with these other people because the, the, the team just doesn't fit together. Um, obviously, people may be wondering, I haven't mentioned quarterbacks or tight ends yet in my draft. Um, I am fading the quarterback until I get to the Trey Lance, Russell Wilson range. Um, I think getting those two quarterbacks in particular is a must. Um, you get the upside of a top five quarterback. You don't have to spend a fourth or fifth round pick to get them. And you're only passing on these, you know, round eight players who just, you know, that's sort of where the cutoff is for mine. Um, players after this range don't really have the upside to, you know, reach the potential um, unless we get like an injury to be fantasy relevant in regards to tight end. Uh, I'm all in on Cole Komet. Um, I did mention him in the all in players episode. I believe it was number 30. Um, give that a listen. Um, it's got Frank and Shalim's all in players too. Um, and yeah, you get him in round 10. I think you compete at tight end um, just as good as you do with, you know, all those tight ends that get drafted rounds five through eight. I think he has a safe floor. 
um, you know, you don't get burned at tight end. Um, you get all the, you know, the luxury of having the stacked wide out room, stacked running backs up top. You get Cole Komet. He's safe, locked in. And, yeah, I think that is the best way to, you know, open the draft with talent at every position and then you compete at tight end with Cole Komet and you get, you know, the last of the best quarterbacks with Russell Wilson and Trey Lance. In regards to, you know, like post that round nine, post round 10 range, um, obviously ADP sort of goes out the window. Um, just also wanted to mention some of my favorite, you know, post round nine targets. Um, they were at running back um, from Andre Stevenson. You know, he's shooting up draft boards. Um, so, you know, probably not like a post round nine target now. He's like a locked in round eight or nine player. Um, Kadarius Tony, um, I think he can be the Giants or receiver one. Um, Nico Collins as a late wide receiver with Josh Palmer and Isaiah McKenzie. Um, we're sort of, you know, getting into wide receiver three of good quarterbacks, wide receiver two of average quarterbacks. Um, but I think all three can be really fantasy relevant this year. Um, and just wanted to close on also getting Zamir White uh, and Rashad White. I think, you know, both have workhorse size. And if anything does happen to um, Leonard Fournette or, you know, Josh Jacobs, who, you know, is in that dead zone, um, I think they can be really fantasy relevant and, you know, be some of those rookies that in the past pop off after, you know, round week eight or nine where, um, you know, they get um, more work post their team buy and become potential league winners um, that you can get late in drafts. Um, also what, you know, people forget and a lot of leagues still play defenses um, with your last pick. Um, my favorite streaming defenses are the Titans versus the Giants. Um, and look, they're the only team that really plays a bad team at home. Um, Seattle, who are a bad team, play at home week one. Uh, the Texans likewise play at home. The Bears play at home. Um, the Jets also play at home. Um, and, you know, the defenses is just all about attacking bad offenses. Um, the only exception that, you know, my favorite, you know, team playing away defense would be the Ravens at the Jets. You obviously get the week one backup um, of Joe Flagger playing. I think, you know, there's really minimal upside of attacking, you know, minimal upside of playing Joe Flacco and attacking him with your defense is optimal for week one. Um, and yeah, the Ravens could score a lot of fantasy points. Um, that'll do it for the first edition of the solo pod. Um, hopefully I, uh, you know, got through it all and, um, I haven't just been talking to myself. Um, and yeah, it all comes together. Uh, shout out you, Frank and Charlene, who said I couldn't do it. Be sure to join me next week for our, you know, bets, DraftKings plays. Um, winning is hard. Um, hopefully we, I am able to help you along the way, cash and winning bets. Um, obviously 
betting is the best part of sports in general and especially American football with DraftKings uh, involved because, like, you good luck trying to watch, like, a week six game of Texans versus Titans. That shit is boring unless you have fancy players, DraftKings plays, or, you know, a bet on the game. Um, and hopefully we can have the enjoyment of having bets on the game without losing any of our money and hopefully we can gain some money along the way. So thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to tune in for the next episodes. Um, if you want any questions answered, um, hit up the Instagram or the Twitter with any questions. Um, happy to answer them in these solo pods. Um, yeah, good luck in your bets, your fantasy drafts, and run pure as always. Thank you.